This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Caroline and Uma with you. Good evening. It's Talkback Thursday. Let me give you that number. It's 0377109000. That's the number to call, of course. And you can WhatsApp us on 018789 And you can tweet us at BFM Radio. This evening, we're going to be talking about youth and politics. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. So in recent years, we've seen a huge uptick in interest uh, in the role that young people play in politics. And it's pretty evident in many democracies around the world. Uh, Political parties uh, tirelessly caught the youth in the hopes of winning them over at a tender age. Yeah, I mean, we said this the other day, right? The EU referendum in the UK, uh, the US presidential elections, even the Canadian elections, all these massive events with far-reaching implications were hugely influenced by uh, the youth vote. And I think in all these instances, more often than not, the you know the youth playground, um, you know, universities, uh, campuses and the like, uh, were all, it was really heavily engaged um, in the goings-on. Yes, correct. I mean, the public forums, debates, you know, the U.S. presidential debates are always held at universities, mm-hmm. right? Heightening the importance of youth issues. Uh, and now more than ever, political parties tend to push the youth agenda, appealing to issues that matter to them, you know, education, em- unemployment, violence in schools, uh, bullying, all in an effort to relate to the young voter. Yeah, I think it makes sense, right? I mean, most of the world has made huge investments in education. I mean, the whole idea of building a younger generation that is civic-minded, politically engaging uh, well you know it's pretty much uh, the result of a functioning education system and uh, that is I think where it, it was meant to manifest and you know they're going to be leading the world if they aren't already well we can only hope uh, now we're seeing evidence of this um, here as well with GE14 uh, just around the corner political uh, political parties are making big efforts to engage with the youth through forums like the TN50 but it would it would appear that young Malaysians uh, may not be as empowered or as savvy as their counterparts in the developed world. Maybe now, also a reflection of the education system. It could be. You know, we talked about this on Tuesday about mm-hmm. how a recent survey concluded that over half of young Malaysians are undecided about who they want to vote for in the upcoming election. Yeah, so the reasons that were cited, I believe, include uh, the fact that they can't clearly identify the parties that are contending for these seats. Uh, and what's even more concerning is that they can't relate to any of them. Uh, that survey also suggested that politicians aren't in touch uh, with the younger generation's concerns and opinions. Because all the politicians so old, Caroline, <laughs> so old. Uh, we spoke with political analyst James Chin, who feels that uh, many young Malaysians are indeed interested, but he also feels that their opinions are largely uninformed. In fact, this, this is exactly what he said. What that essentially means is that they hear stories about Malaysian politics, and here we're referring basically to all the big corruption cases and scandals. So they hear about it from the headlines, and the news and also the main source of political news nowadays uh, is actually WhatsApp and the Facebook thing. So they get stories tagged on by their friends or they receive the news from WhatsApp. Uh, so they're politically aware in the sense that they know uh, these are the current scandals facing Malaysia. These are the current things that the political class is talking about. But they don't usually know the full details. Mm. All right, that was uh, James Chin, director of the Asia Institute in Tasmania. He's absolutely right. They get a lot, we all get a lot of our political information from Twitter, Facebook, and uh, WhatsApp, WhatsApp messages, yeah. right? Um, so, you know, we want you to have your say on Talkback this evening. Uh, we want to know, uh, what has been your experience with youth and politics? Do you have confidence in the next generation's ability to lead? And, you know, what can the government do to better engage the youth? Basically, are Malaysian youth 
politically savvy. Call us on 0377109000. You can text or WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, keep those thoughts coming in. And, you know, if you're a young person, especially young person. If you're a young person. Yeah, no. Even I'm, if you're not a young person. You know what? I'm going to give, a, I'm going to give the Amno Youth cutoff age for young person, about 40. Okay. Okay, if you're 40 and below, we really want to hear from you, right? Uh, we've got uh, some music coming your way first, though. Real Estate with Crime on BFM 89.9. Time for the four T's. Tweet, text, talk, talk back on BFM 89.9. Caroline and Uma with you on Talkback Thursday. Call us on 0377109000. You can text or WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899. And you can, of course, tweet us at BFM Radio. We want to know if you think Malaysian youth are politically savvy. Do they, do they have all the information required to be responsible voters? Do they know what they're talking about? I thought you were just going to stop at responsible. Okay. Responsible. Yeah. All right. We've got Kenny on the line. Um, hey, Kenny, you think the political landscape has not changed very much. What do you mean by that? Um, yeah, hi. Uh, when I say the political landscape has not been changed, um, what I was men- uh, saying is that basically the current uh, ruling government, the Barisan National, has basically retained, successfully retained the majority of the votes of the people at every single general election. Um, but... Uh, at the end of the day, they are still retaining the ruling power. But the fun- uh, and I also mentioned that the fundamentals have remained unchanged, where the practice of um, giving out goodies uh, when, as the general election looms is still pretty much the same. And that pretty much guarantees the success of the uh, um, election at every general election. Well, so I, suppose if it's the for- well, I suppose if it's the formula that's been working for you, why change it um, as well? Right? There's something to be said there. <laughs> yeah, Kenny, yeah. Um, so would you be, um, I guess, um, 40 and below? Is that, is that the cutoff age you gave, Uma? Uh, yeah, Are you a young yeah. person, Kenny? Are you a young person? Yes, I'm only 27 this year. Oh. Oh, 2026 going on so to 27. So you would have already managed to vote in at least one general election? Yes, yes. I last voted back in 2008 and also back in uh, 2013. Was there another one? 2013, 2012? Yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah. tell, so tell me this, Kenny. Um, uh, when, before you go uh, to the polls, uh, what do you do? I mean, do you read party manifestos? I'm very curious to know if young people um, do their research. Well, to be honest, back then I wasn't as meticulous and, and into uh, information and research as I am now, now that I'm working. Back then I was still a student. Mm. So uh, it is correct, we get most of, get most of our information from um, yeah, social media, Facebook, Twitter, and whatnot. Mm. Um, and at that point in time, our view is that the mainstream media, like the newspapers and the, uh, newspaper, uh, and the uh, um, basic, the, the prime broadcasting channels like TV1, TV2, and so on, are basically controlled by the government. So we are already biased when we read those mainstream media, and that's why we tend to believe more uh, when we read through those social media information. Oh, right. And, and do you go about verifying uh, information? I mean, do you take the time to do that, Kenny? Um, back back in those days, no. But today, but now, since you're the wise old age of 27... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly my point. Um, um, they are one year older, one year wiser, right? After, after, oh. through, after being through so many years, uh, <laughs> since the previous general election, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more... Uh, savvy now to do more research and so on. Well, well, good job, Kenny. Um, uh, Keep it up. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, We're now going to go on to Suan. Suan, you say there aren't enough political discussion platforms online. 
Really? It feels like all I hear online I are conversations about politics. I well, I mean, um, as uh, I, I have the privilege of studying abroad. I'm someone who is 21, who just entered sort of like my first uh, election round. Right, yes. And um, uh, what I see, uh, like for political discussion here, it's very much more different um, compared to the UK, where political discourse uh, in the UK or the US is more of like, um, they actually talk about policies. They talk about um, how these tax plans affect you, affect you and how um, how immigration policies will affect the country. Yeah. Whereas here, I feel like political discourse is more of just like infighting and it's very racially charged. There's a lot of ranting, isn't there? Yeah, it's, it's all gossip. Like you don't you don't you you don't not vote for someone um, because of their policies here because you don't know what their policies are so, in general. So- like. Yeah. So, Suen, let me ask you this then. So, if if that's where you're coming from, um, what does this make you feel like doing? I mean, you're 21. Does it make you feel as though you want to go out there, be a part of it, and change the way things are done? Or do you just then um, distance yourself and decide, you know, this is what the scenario is like. I don't want any part of it. I Okay, I, I feel like I am quite passionate about, like, social justice. And obviously, because I've been exposed... Um, to places like the UK and US where liberalism actually exists in in the government and it's sort of like not that I'm liberal but it sort of opens my eyes to opens my eyes to like the livelihoods of people and how like economic policies actually affect these people mm-hmm. and um, for me uh, of course I want to vote but I have to say as someone who actively participates in um, um, political uh, discourse uh, and sort of like discussions with my friends about UK politics about US politics it's very hard to do for Malaysian politics just because, like, for what, what U.S. and U.K. has been so good at doing is educating the public about what each party does for policies yeah. and what they want, they, what they want to change in, 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 like, their respective countries. But yeah, the trickle-down is transparent like that. Yeah, but here, there's no, there's no real message. Like, I don't think anyone would know, okay, what, why, why is uh, BN's tax, change, tax policy so good? Or why, uh, or why um, Pakistan is like better when it comes to immigration policies or economic mm. policies? There's no, there's no information like that. There's no information. And so one, and I think to a large degree, some. I, I think there is also an overlap, isn't it, by way of uh, what uh, well, these two major uh, political parties uh, think. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So there's no. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't um, encourage bipartisanship like how. U.S. does where you have like kind of extreme ends, but there should be some like clear line to draw like between the two parties and why you should vote for one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, well, well, thank you very much for your for your call and your thoughts, Wen. Uh, uh, you know, I, I see twenty-one-year-olds. Uh, 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 very articulate. Look at mm-hmm. that. You know, there's hope for the there's hope for the country yet. They want to get involved. They're passionate about politics. Uh, but she's absolutely right in that. It's very difficult to actually lay out the differences yep. in policy uh, when it comes to our major ruling parties as well. There's, there's no there's no conservative agenda, liberal agenda, green agenda. No, no, no. Everyone's and, kind of muddled. And how much of that comes down to us? Because we're not asking for it. We're not looking out for it. No, we're not making the noise that's necessary to bring these issues to the fore, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe maybe that's something that uh, the political parties, um, if, if anyone's listening today, maybe that's something that they should start working on. I mean, if over 50% of the youth, according to that survey, mm-hmm. are undecided and can't tell you apart, maybe you need to start... 
a little bit of a discourse or a discussion on how to best differentiate yourselves from uh, one another, right? Yep. So the other day uh, when we were talking about the survey when it was released and reported in the papers, we decided to ask, um, you know, the young people here in our office. Mm, young people. Yep. Um, we asked. Uh, we decided to uh, ask them a few questions regarding the elections, whether they're ready for it, and what they think of young Malaysians' political readiness. And this is what they had to say. I think that the upcoming election is going to be very interesting and that anything can happen. I don't know. It feels like it's coming really soon, but I'm, I don't think I'm personally ready. I think I'm excited just to see whether or not Malaysians can actually make a difference this time around. I am registered and I do have an idea of who I'm going to vote for. I am registered as a voter and definitely know who I'm voting for. I am registered as a voter, but I don't think I'm ready for it yet because I want to make sure I make the best possible choice. I'm not registered just yet. If the elections are in a few months' time, I wouldn't be able to vote. But if I were, I'm ready and I know exactly who I'm going to vote for. I do think they are ready to vote and I think a lot of them are quite well informed as well. But at the same time, they are quite easily influenced by emotions. So people need to be careful of that. There's this one rally last year that was organised by university students. And I think from that, we can see people our age are, are, are ready to be involved. People our age are passionate enough to vote, but they don't have the required knowledge yet. I don't know. They are like either ready or they're just, they just don't really care about it. I think there's a big group who are very politically aware, politically active. But then I also think there's probably a majority who are silent and they just they don't care about politics. They refuse to engage with it because they feel like no matter how they vote, there's no culpability and like nothing changes. There you go, lah, young people. Uh, not all of them are disillusioned. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> however, however, that last Summer. one about nothing being changing, uh, but nothing changing is actually quite a worrying. No one's culpable. Yeah. Did you hear the defeat in his voice? <laughs> well, we hope that all of you aren't that defeatist uh, young people out there we're asking uh, if you think you're politically savvy and, uh, and in general actually are the Malaysian youth politically savvy yeah and, and if you think you are as well you know what issues matter to you and how do you want to engage with the whole uh, political process also if also if you're a parent um, I would like to know even if you're a parent of a teenager I would like to know if you guys talk politics at home around the dinner table you see you put the cutoff point at 40 and this is why uh, this is why la. but when you know if you're a parent, I mean, is that something you educate your child? Because God knows we don't learn it in schools. Yeah. Um, it's not really a subject that is spoken about. So is that actually done around the dinner table? Call us on 0377109000. You can, of course, text us on 018789 Now available on WhatsApp. And tweet us at BFM Radio. We've got Russell Morris coming your way with The Real Thing on BFM 89.9. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back on the evening edition. Only on BFM 89.9. Caroline and Uma with you. Caroline, that's a level of excitement there with the woo. I know. <laughs> it is talk back Thursday. Yes. Uh, call us on zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. You can text or WhatsApp us on zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. We're asking you today whether you think the Malaysian youth are politically savvy. What has been uh, your experience with youth and politics, and do you have confidence in the next generation's ability to lead? Now, this, of course, following a survey that showed that more than Mal- half of Malaysian youth have no idea. Who are they going to vote for in the next uh, general election? And also, uh, they have no idea what each political party stands for. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that 
in part has to do with our political parties and their inability to maybe yeah, pass on that <laughs> message, which yeah. they have to work harder at. But for the most part, you know, the youth are the future. Yep, that's right. So I'm just going to read out a couple of messages before we get to the calls um, that have come in. So Amirul says, I believe uh, the youth is getting more aware. Influencers like Syed Sadiq is constantly educating and updating his followers about our political landscape. Fayyad says, we kind of need an extensive Excel sheet that segments out the policies of each categories to easily compare their direction. Uh, it would be amazing to weed out the distractions and focus more yeah. on what they do. We need leaders, not um, hype men. So um, yeah, extensive Excel sheet. I, I take it you're studying um, accounting, perhaps. Um, this one uh, from uh, John who says, I think young people in general, or maybe just me, I feel powerless. I feel uh, the system the systems uh, has uh, been has been uh, cough cheating by the current government. I'm not really sure what that means. What he was going with that. Probably a typo. Anyway, this one saying, uh, Hi, I have kids ranging from 20 to 34. And yes, we do discuss politics ardently. I always tell them uh, it's for themselves and their future generations. Uh, also, always remind them to update their peers as well. Our dear country is going to rot, but we must never, never, never give up. Three nevers. Three nevers. And you, also, you, you know she's serious when she says three nevers. Never, never, never. Um, very quickly, also, we have a poll that's running on our Twitter, a Twitter page asking you whether or not uh, the Malaysian youth is politically savvy. Um, the answers are uh, 13% coming in, uh, yes. 25% say no. 61% say a bit lah. Okay lah. I think a bit lah is pretty much the consensus at the moment. Sounds like it. Uh, so, I mean, it's also important to remember that for the longest time, we actually prevented our university students from taking part in any sort of political activity, mm. right? And so that went a long way to stymie the political education of our youth. Um, I remember, you know, I, I think as a, as, a, as, a, as a child, politics was always a subject of conversation, at least um, around uh, our dinner table mm. in my house. Um, my parents were quite, I guess, active and would encourage us to think for ourselves and argue with them. Yeah. I mean, there were also reasons we would be asking our parents about politics. I mean, I think, you know, the Anwar case, um, there were things all over the newspapers that, uh, you know, kids who didn't know any better would be asking about. Oh, of course. Mm. I mean, it's the first time we saw the word sodomy and Absolutely. Uh, like you know headlines in the newspapers so right mummy mummy what is yeah uh, awkward conversations uh, we've got Tariq on the line hey Tariq thank you for calling so tell us Malaysian youth are they politically savvy I, I don't know what that means actually <laughs> well, that's kind, well, of, that's well, kind well, of that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of a difficult question to ask because like, what do you mean by savvy? Well, savvy being, I mean, you know, 50%, more than 50% said that they were still fence-sitters. Um, yep, yep. they, they're unawares of what uh, political parties stand for. Whose fault is that? Well, you know, you, you can't really, you can't really, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it that educated these kids? Like, um, I just want to, I just want to check. Um, I've never, I've, I've never really, I've never really known, mm-hmm. but, um, there used to be a subject called civics in in the secondary school education. Yeah. Was that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When did it stop? Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure when it when it stopped, but I know at least even in my generation, even that KBSM secondary school syllabus that I went through. Politics was non-existent. Any kind of conversation yeah, yeah. about politics was non-existent. You're like, you're like my you like my senior by a year or two, I think. And yeah, I I, I mean from from what I can recall. Um, kids 
born in the 70s um didn't have an idea i mean i think i think it must have been must have been fairly uh, i mean at least a generation back or something mm-hmm. because the fact of the matter is how you know it's like we don't even prepare our children for 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 dealing with um for dealing with questions of citizenship and 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 you want them to be correct for politics yeah so so um, tell me this Derek. uh for you um uh, do you have, do you have kids by the way I have kids but yes. they're very very young okay no but uh, with that in mind i mean uh is politics something that you would speak to them as they were growing up and teach them i mean is that something you feel is important i, I think i think you can't really you can't really start talking about politics to your kids if you're not going to start talking about politics with your peers mm. um and as it was um I I guess I mean I I, I guess I, I lucked out in the sense I have friends who are well if they're not activists then they're at least engaged. very politically very politically engaged mm-hmm. so so I mean that's not going to be that's not going to be everybody's experience and that's and relying on individuals to try and figure out questions of liberty and freedom and what responsibilities to the country as a citizen and uh what it means to be engaged in politics i mean i mean we don't even we don't even have we don't even we don't even think of politics as a clean as a, as a worthy 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 uh vocation to participate well yeah but I, I you know i'm going to say that that's i don't think that's unique to us no it's not yeah. but uh, and, and 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 we get to see the consequences of this a uh, politically disaffected Youth generation of youth. I mean, you know, no, we're not talking about politically disaffected youth. We're talking about politically disaffected adults. Mm. I know old men who I old I know old men who come their chest and say, "I don't care about politics," as if that's such a good thing, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, politics is the is the is the sphere of activity involved in getting people, lots of people, to do what you want, and you don't participate in it. And I'm like, why? Are, you know, why? Why would you open yourself to being? manipulate it yeah and let's not just be you know patting ourselves on the back i suppose yeah i think you you know i i it's like it's like then you know don't say don't say young people like um, you know the old uncle the kopitiam say i don't care about politics i have never cared about politics i am neutral and objective <laughs> do you not do you not see how stupid this is yeah sorry, uncle you're right. I mean, I mean, that's not conversations that we need to encourage anyway. Thank you, Tariq, for your, uh, for your call. I mean, you know, he, he's right. When people make those sorts of statements, um, it's actually even, it's shrouded in the fact that they are actually politically conscious, right? I mean, that's very it's, true. It's, it's, yeah. it's a general exclamation to uh, maintain a sense of neutrality to get you talking. Yeah, because, you know, I, I suppose it's also from the generation of, you know, you don't talk about these things. Don't talk about these things. Religion and politics, never around the dinner table. We've got Victor on the line. Victor, why are you not surprised that youth are undecided? Yes, youth or non-youth, if you're faced with the choice of two rotten apples, (laughs) so I'm not surprised at all that uh, you find difficulty in choosing. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I, I think that's a problem that is not unique to Malaysia. I think uh, if you speak to Americans, uh, they will give you the same answer a lot of the time going, oh, well, between the Democrats and the Republicans. Sometimes you know. it's like better the devil you know, you're never happy with whoever's standing anyway. Is that enough of an excuse, Victor? Victor? Hello? Oh, is that enough of an excuse, Victor, just saying that there's two rotten apples? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. But uh, because I think over here is uh, too many politicians, which uh, I think don't even qualify to be the penguru, but they are occupying very high position for so long. Mm. So I think that disappoint a lot of people. That make people disillusion that uh, maybe the standard of our politician is so low. Then why should we bother to even cast our vote? Yeah, so I think I guess a sense of apathy, um, you know, is um, and lethargy as well. I don't know, Caroline. I mean, I find that those arguments tend to be a little too defeatist, right? Uh, in in the sense, you know, you know, we had a twenty-one-year-old who called at the top of the show, mm. um, and who gave, who laid out those same arguments, saying that you know things are very different here. Uh, we don't engage in the same kind of discourse and conversations, and yet, um, I, I think maybe it's the passion of youth. Um, she still felt that you know. She she needs to do something to make a difference. Yeah, well, uh, so you're talking about Suen, um, and she was, pa- I mean, she knows what she's passionate about. She was passionate about, or she is passionate about social justice, right? That's yeah. what she said. And, and I think, yes, maybe by the time, you know, the people Victor was talking about, maybe by the time you're 60 and 70 and if you haven't seen significant change, you can fall into that trap of disillusionment. But, you know, that often doesn't help encourage the youth to get actively involved in politics. Yeah, I suppose. But, you know, so it's difficult, right? So you say you fall into a trap of disillusionment or is it, um, you know, just a very pragmatic and realistic look at things? And, you know, is these sort of perspectives that drive, for example, brain drain? It's something we talk about quite a bit, right? You don't believe that things are going to get better in this country. You have to look at different horizons. Yeah. Uh, we're asking you today whether you believe the Malaysian youth are politically savvy. Uh, you can call us on 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us on 018 018- Seven eight nine double eight double nine. More talk back after these messages. Don't go anywhere. This is BFM eighty nine point nine zero three double seven one zero nine thousand to talk back. BFM eighty nine point nine. Caroline and Uma with you on Talkback Thursday. The number to call, 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us on 018789 We're asking you today about youth and politics. Are Malaysian youth politically savvy? Heck, more than 50% of them don't know who they're going to vote for in the next election. Do you know who you're going to, what you, you're going to vote for? I mean, is that an easy question to answer, right? So mm. can you actually just blame the youth? We've got Nadia on the line. Uh, Nadia, what do you think? What, is, what, what has your experience been with youth and politics? Yes, hello, hi. Um, I'm, I, I wouldn't consider myself uh, youth because uh, I'm in my 30s. But oh, that counts, think, man, that counts. Oh, that counts, yeah, because it's until 40 or Correct. 49, I think. Correct. <laughs> yes, but um, I think even for myself, um, even though I'm a little bit politically engaged, you know, working with some uh, political organization, um, I'm also one of those youth who can't really decide who I'm going to vote um, in the coming election. And um, I think it's, it's quite normal, especially when we get easily confused with whatever is happening right now with the political uh, scenario in the country. And so what are you doing about that? Uh, and, and how are you hoping to address that, I guess, confusion and indecision? Mm, all right. Um, I actually um, attended some forum recently, and um, I agree that um, even though we are confused or we are just uh, clueless sometimes, I think um, in the end of the day, uh, we still need to decide and be, um, you know, at least a responsible citizen and um, probably just vote and do not let um, 
whoever that you think does not deserve to continue uh, governing the country to just walk over and win so easily, you know. So despite being confused, despite being, you know, all mixed up, I think in the end of the day, you still have to go and, and do your responsibility as a citizen. Yeah, you've got to hold everyone accountable, right? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Even though, you know, you still have opinions on both parties or both sides of the, of the major uh, ruling parties. All right. Well, Nadia, thank you very much uh, for your call. And uh, yes, I think, uh, you know, yours is a very good example. I mean, you were, you had a certain amount of indecision and you decided to go and check out a forum. I think that's what people need to do. There are a lot of these public events. Yeah, uh, so you can, enga- uh, you can engage, right? Yes. And, and, you know, the best public events, of course, are the events that feature people from both sides of the political divide, because then you can actually hear both of the arguments and, and, and work out what the virtue is on either side before you make your decision. Absolutely. But, you know, in that we have to say, you know, even us, uh, you know, as a radio station, very, very difficult to get both sides of the fences sit down at one table. That is true. Getting them, getting, getting people brave enough to come on air, very difficult. Uh, we've got Adli on the line. Um, hey, Adli, uh, you think there are too many controversies? Carry on. Hey, hey, everyone. Uh, yeah, I, as a uh, youth myself, we, I do have, uh, we do have, among my friends especially, we do have a lot of conversations on, you know, which parties that we should vote. And most of the time when we try to bring to the table what either side of the fence could bring. Most of the time, the points that came up is the controversies related to each political party. So, you know, as a youth myself, because I want to know what, I want to vote for a party that can bring me a better future. So I want to know, in truth, what this particular party can bring forward if I vote for them. But unfortunately, if you see in the news, most of the news that is covered is basically controversies related to this party. For example, party A will have this negative story which is not related to what they bring to the table and party B will have this negative story which does not actually relate what they can bring to the table. So in the end, we are mixed because we do not know what each party could bring. Only the news we hear most of the time is only related to, you know, Hmm. negativities and controversies and, you know, that influences a lot for someone who wants to decide what Malaysia should be in the future. Yeah, for right. sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the only information that's out there, right? So, Adi, right, yeah. I mean, how do, we, how do we counter that? I mean, because then suddenly the onus is put on you to do your own research to find out more before you can make a decision. <laughs> Good, right. Basically, that's also one of the problems that I think causes a lot of indecision in youth nowadays because the only source of information that we get is, you know, from local media. But local media mostly comes in newspapers and uh, news channels are mostly pro-government and while uh, for opposition for example we uh, will need to go to in, through the brush to the internet but as you say yeah, it's, it's not fairly yeah well that seems to balanced. be the way it has played out yes yeah, and right, God yeah. knows the internet isn't the best place <laughs> yes. yeah, and we have to filter the information for ourselves and that causes a lot of problems even if I want to know for example what it, still even if I go to the internet and I'm trying to look for okay what does this party bring forward it won't. It will be very hard to find that particular information that I want to know. Yeah. Mostly, if we do a quick Google search, okay, party A, most of the time it will be related to a particular individual in that party with some controversy or some issues with their management. Yeah. Mostly, it's negative stories. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you very much, Adi. Thank you for that. And and he's right. You know, when you do Google, you end up getting the negativity. Well, for the well story. it depends on how much positive stuff there actually is out there. But I think it's a good point in that if you are looking for uh, trusted um, uh, resources, where do you go? 
what does, you know, Google isn't the best place to go. Where does a young person who wants to be involved, wants to be engaged, where do you go to make sure that the information is correct? I have an answer for you, perhaps BFM. Well, perhaps, yes. I mean, I mean, perhaps I mean, we try. I think that's what we try to do, right? Uh, but for the most, <laughs> but for the most part, Caroline, I think, um, you know, it's never. It's not something new. That's never been. No, um, the onus has always been on the public and the population at large to do their own research and to work out just who they want to vote for and uh, where their politics lie. Right? Because God knows if you. If you're someone looking to get into elected office, you're going to do whatever it takes to win, um, and which is which is which is why politicians and lawyers are probably wired up there with uh, being uh, people that aren't necessarily trusted. Yeah, I'm going to read some messages out to you. Yvonne says, "My institution hired an intern that does not know how to differentiate between federal and state governments, but we don't have most problem, importantly, I promise you, <laughs> registered as voter." This one saying, "Voting uh, is half the battle. Uh, the people need to be unified um, into uh, facing Malaysia into the future and." Bring Bringing first world mentalities into the mix. This one saying, most people I know don't care what happens now because their day-to-day is too distracting. And the feeling that um, change can come um, only if politics were transparent uh, and caters to their exact needs, then and only um, might they want to make a difference. This one saying, Malaysia is stuck in a rut and a political roundabout where nothing changes. I'm 35, registered to vote during the last elections, but a little too late. Uh, Fired, finally saying, I would personally create a template for the politicians to fill in, have it up online for people to discuss the policies based on merits. Use Google Docs. That's a great doc. (laughs) And start a little database, right? I think that's exactly what the country needs. Mm. Uh, Call us and give us your thoughts about youth and politics. We're asking you today whether the Malaysian youth are politically savvy 0377109000 you can WhatsApp us on 018789889 We've got the news coming your way. This is the Evening Edition on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.